supply of misinformation, Mr. Know-It-All. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T. And now another useless fact. It's time for Saskatchewan's smartest radio listener. Midweek Wednesday, your chance for fame, acclaim, bragging rights. Show the world how smart you are. Now, when you win, and I know someone's going to win, we put a question from last week's winner out to the world. We crash the phones. Somebody invariably gets the answer. And when it's you... From Littletown Apparel, you pick up the beautiful designer collector's item, Saskatchewan's smartest radio listener t-shirt. And from Delta Hotels, a $50 gift card you can use at the Delta Downtown or the Delta Marriott Vesperra. So that's what's here. We take the person to one last week. They come back as the quiz master. They ask the question. But I should remind you of the first and primary rule. We only play this on the phones. So get ready now to hear the question. Mike Mavid is going to ask the question to you. But you have to be on the phones at 877-332-8255 to give us the answer. Quickly get your calls in now. now. You can text the right answer, but that doesn't count. And the second rule is if you've won any time in the last 12 months, just hold back and give everybody else a chance. We find Mike and is it Mavid, Mike or Mavid? Sorry, it's 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 hi John, it's Navid. I apologize, yeah. man. No, I should have no worries known. at all. I've no got a good memory. It's just not long, Mike. <laughs> How was your week? It was fantastic, John. I, I, I'll tell you what. Last Wednesday night, I found myself uh, having to exercise maximum restraint uh, <laughs> by means of locking the front door, turning off the porch light, just due to the long lineup for autographs. So, you know, it was something else. Outstanding. <laughs> and a few of your friends, I'm hoping, reached out on texts and otherwise. They did. I got lots of texts and calls and congrats. So it was a great, fun week. And, and a big thank you to yourself, Rolko, uh, Delta Hotels and Little Town Apparel for the opportunity and all the loot. It was uh, very much appreciated. Mike Mavid in Regina, smart guy about to ask the question. Fire away, sir, and let's see what happens. Alrighty. What well-known institution has used more than 60, that's six zero, tons of confetti? Great question, Mike. Thanks so much. Appreciate you listening, and uh, we'll chat again soon. You bet. Thanks, John. Mike Mavid in Regina. What well-known institution has used more than 60 tons of confetti? You may need a hint. I needed hints on this one. And then finally, I got it. 877-332-8255, Saskatchewan's smartest radio listener. Oh, lines are lighting up, and this is good. Scott in Swift Current, you are in the very best position, sir. Which well-known institution has used more than 60 tons of confetti? This is a complete and utter wag, but uh, 60 tons. I'm going to say... Tell a miracle. <laughs> you know, for a first guess, and of course you're guessing, that was really good. Tell a miracle. <laughs> I only wish it had been correct. 877-332-8255. Lines are lighting up. If you're getting a busy signal, hit redial. We want you into play. Answer the question, will you? What well-known institution has used more than 60 tons of confetti 
Lorne in Drake, Saskatchewan. What are we looking for? Well, I think there was a bunch of confetti flying around at uh, whatever, what do they call it, Sask Place or Sask Tell Center on Monday night. I'm going to say Kiss. Kiss is a very good try, but no. Okay. You're kind of in the right area, though. I mean, both of you, because we're talking about... Well, I won't give you any hints yet. Uh, Al in Regina, what well-known institution has used more than 60 tons of confetti? Um, Rider organization <laughs> for the football games. You mean for all the Grey Cups? Yes. <laughs> ah, yes. Okay. Uh, no. And, of course, that first hint is we're not talking sports competitions. So we won't go through Grey Cup, Super Bowl, uh, hockey, anything like that. This is a well-known institution that has used more than 60 tons of confetti. Rob and Swift Current. What is Macy's department store? What is Macy's department store? Great try, but think more entertainment than retail. So your first hint, entertainment, and we're not talking sports. Larry and Melfort, where are we going with this, sir? Uh, New York's uh, Central Park uh, New Year's Eve party. Oh, the dropping of the uh, the ball at uh, Times Square. Yes. Now, does it help you, Larry, to know that was one of the guesses? Uh, no. <laughs> Very good try, though. Glenn in Melville. Glenn, what well-known institution has used more than 60 tons of confetti? We're talking entertainment. I have no idea. Um... Can't even take a wag, I don't think. Uh, let me just say um, Las Vegas boxing um, entertainment. That, that's not bad. I mean, uh, you know, big spectacles in Vegas, boxing, yep, but it's a good wag, wild-ass guess, but not what we're after. Brad in Swift Current, the hint is entertainment. What well-known institution has used more than 60 tons of confetti? Let me add a second hint to you, sir. We're thinking television and entertainment, Brad. Boy, I was going to take Larry's guess over the New York Times Square, uh, but I can't do that now. So, But you didn't. So you didn't waste a perfectly good guess. <laughs> so entertainment, TV. Wow. I'm coming up empty, John. Sorry. That's okay. Thanks for calling, man. Appreciate it. Brad and Swift Current. James in Saskatoon. What well-known institution has used more than 60 tons of confetti? And this is television and entertainment. I'm thinking Dancing with the Stars. You're thinking Dancing with the Stars. Why would you say that? Uh, Just a wild guess. A wild guess. What if I told you? It was the right guess, man. Wow. <laughs> you know, this is the last time you'll be on here, so I bet. <laughs> that absolutely. Well, congratulate yeah. you. Know, I got Dancing with the Stars, but I had to go through a process of many, many more hints than you got. Yeah, first wow. thirty seasons, uh, they have eclipsed sixty tons of confetti on Dancing with the Stars. Amazing. Who knew? And clearly, you were a very good guesser, James. So you did, uh, James. So what's your last name? Hunter. James Hunter. I th- you've won before, I think. Uh, about a year and a half ago. Okay, good stuff. Well, you know what you're in for. We don't have to put you in the safe house because your friend's bugging you, you know, asking you tax advice and stuff like that. But you know 
you will, for this week, be Saskatchewan's smartest radio listener. You'll pick up the $50 gift card from Delta Hotels. You will pick up the beautiful Saskatchewan's smartest radio listener t-shirt from Little Town Apparel. And then, James, will you come back next week to be our quiz master? I sure will, but uh, I'd like to thank you for all the years. Ah, well, thank you, man. This has been uh, the joy of my life. And I, I have one more Saskatchewan Smartest Radio listener left. So it'll be, you will be the final person uh, in my time asking the question next week. That'd be great. Okay, hang on, James. We'll find out where James Hunter will be next Wednesday. And we take the person who won, they return as the quiz master, and we do it all over again. From pop culture to sports to history to Saskatchewania, we every single Wednesday ask you the questions and you invariably rise to the occasion. And to our friends at Delta Hotels, Little Town Apparel, thank you for your support of this great radio contest. Set up, I add not too humbly, by me, to honor you. Because as I travel the continent and the world, I listen to talk radio, and I think with listeners this smart, we've got to do something to pay it back to them, and we do every Wednesday at 11 o'clock. This is 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. I'm John It's good to have you here. Hey, James Hunter and everybody on Saskatchewan's Smartest Radio Listener, job well done. Okay, I mentioned the... Uh, I can't believe they call it the rate of auto theft. So the growth rate year over year of the number of vehicles stolen in Canada, the insurance industry uh, puts this latest report out, the highest record rate of growth of auto thefts in Canada ever going on right now. We're going to have a bit of a huddle on that. And they list, by the way, I'll share it with you in a minute, the 10 most stolen vehicle models in 2022 and the 10 least. A, a few on the least. I wouldn't steal. I wouldn't take it if you paid me to take a couple of the least, but it's okay. I've, I've got a thing against the really tiny, expensive EVs. <laughs> Nobody steals them. Uh, okay. So we chatted about this yesterday and I promised we'd have a little fun with it. And I just want to go over it with you. This was a piece in Stacker. The 20 words in the English language either introduced or popularized by cartoons. So some words were made up by cartoons. Go back to 1950. Politician Joseph McCarthy, the anti-American activities hearings, uh, they turned into terrible witch hunts and persecutions. A Washington Post editorial cartoon by Herblock. That was Herbert Block. He would cartoon under the name Herblock. Did a cartoon coining the word McCarthyism. Yeah. So 1950 was when the word McCarthyism sprung up at the hands of an editorial cartoonist. Um, cartoonist H.T. Webster, uh, this was the uh, New York Tribune after the Chicago paper, 1924, a comic strip featured a character named, and he was overly polite and obsequious, and he didn't want to offend anybody. 
His name was Casper Milktoast. You've heard the expression milk toast? It's kind of faded a little in recent years, but if you want to look at somebody, uh, milk toast as an unassertive, timid person, it all started 1924 with a comic strip featuring Casper Milk Toast, and the comic strip was called The Timid Soul. Uh, Popeye. Now, this word does have roots that go back even into the 1500s, but the character in Popeye... And this is where he would talk about those foolish but large characters. They were big, but they were really stupid. They were called goons. There was Alice the goon. And of course, ever since then, a goon on the ice and off is an unintelligent bully. Well, it was the Popeye cartoon that popularized that. Um, there was also a cartoon strip in 1904 which took a word, and it was actually a well-known expression, but coined a word. When people were married, they were often referred to as having been newly wed. Well, a cartoon strip called The Newly Weds and Their Baby introduced into language the the noun, a newlywed. Uh, How about uh, 1922? Single-panel American comic strip called Out Our Way. And this was about a person, a little boy, who was always worrying about what would happen next. And the little boy's name, nickname was Worrywart. So the expression to be a worrywart, someone who worries excessively often about themselves, came from out our way. Um, Felix the Cat... And this is the original 1919 Felix the Cat, animated film star, by the way, back in the very early days. Um, A child genius character who was very bright but completely socially inept. The kid on Felix the Cat's name was Poindexter. (laughs) Ah, don't be a Poindexter. Uh, Superman. The comic books, uh, issue number 242 in 1958, a new character, and this was a character who was an extraterrestrial villain, super intelligent, Brainiac. Look at this, Brando got that, you're a Superman trivia guy. So Brainiac originated in Superman 1958. Uh, Of course, thanks to the Simpsons... (laughs) We've had the revered motto of the fictional town of Springfield, the noble spirit that embiggens the smallest man. <laughs> There's no such word as embiggen. Thanks, Simpsons. Um, the other one, what's the other Simpsons word? If you've never heard embiggen, remember Lisa's teacher, Miss Hoover, who said embiggen is a perfectly cromulent word. Cromulent. That word doesn't exist either. <laughs> But how many times, yeah, if cromulence one of those expressions you just want to fit in, I, I think that person is being very cromulent. Um, Popeye. Okay, so we had um, the earlier one, Goon, from Popeye. Here's another one that was really cool. This was a character and a yellow creature, kind of dog-like, named Eugene the Jeep. And it was introduced in 1936, and 
four years later, a four-wheel drive, off-road capable, very versatile vehicle known as Jeeps were introduced. But the first time the expression Jeep was used was in Popeye, 1936. Uh, Simpsons also, meh. And what else? What's the other one for Simpsons? Oh, okay. So Simpsons already with four. Uh, Looney Tunes, uh, 1948. Daffy Duck refers to Elmer Fudd. Now, this is an expression that does go back uh, in antiquity, but it really been lost. Daffy Duck, 1948, calls Elmer Fudd my little Nimrod. So... A foolish person is a nimrod. Um, indoor sports. And this was a strip, a prolific cartoonist called Indoor Sports, 1914 to 1929. And one of the slang expressions for a weightlifting device was a dumbbell. Dumbbell doesn't appear uh, until that period in the early 1900s. Uh, indoor sports also is an expression referred to Malarkey as a fictional place name. They called it Malarkey. Uh, Indoor sports also referred to, even though the egg cooking style's been around since the 1700s, Mark Twain uh, used the expression hardened eggs in the 1880s. Indoor sports called a certain form of egg hard-boiled. So we're talking about words that either were around and got popularized by cartoons or completely invented. Okay, here's another word. You know this. 1943, the mineral that's Superman's weakness. Yep. Kryptonite. Cowabunga. Where did it show up? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This is 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. Research going on at the U of S, and it is magnificent research using uh, dogs in research, service dogs for different people at different uh, levels of healing. Lindsay Williamson and her group are doing some additional work on service dogs and veterans, particularly veterans with PTSD. We'll check in with Dr. Williamson here, top of the hour. It is always great to catch up. And there's about three academics doing different, and they're, all of their work overlaps using service dogs in a, an array of uh, parts of our lives. And it's a really feel-good story about wonderful people doing good things for others with the best friend we have, dogs. Okay. So I talked about this group called Equite. It's a nonprofit set up by the property and casualty insurance industry, focusing on eliminating insurance crime that ends up costing them money. Last year, $1.2 billion in claims paid for auto theft. So a 48% increase in Ontario, 2022 over 21 in Car and truck thefts, 48%. 50% increase in Quebec. Uh, Alberta, up 18%. Atlantic Canada, 
That's wild. And you remember when the whole advent of technology back in the day with coded keys and fobs and things, we weren't going to have car thefts anymore. Well, here's our latest report. They've talked about this for a while now. And uh, Brian Gast, who's with the Investigative Services uh, area of Equité, says the auto theft problem in our country is getting worse, and he attributes it to organized crime. Organized crime now with technology and even simply just picking up certain vehicles, hauling them away, putting them in a container, and selling them somewhere in the world. Organized crime continues now to be a growing source of the problem. And he says, stolen vehicles are often sent to outlying nations and the financial reward is high, the risk of prosecution is low. And they said, of course, the problem with organized crime is Canada's become one of the top places this is going on. Criminals then use the proceeds to fund the other things organized crime does. Drug trafficking, human trafficking, and terrorism. Oh, God. Okay, so Equité lists the most stolen vehicle in Canada. What was it last year? Well, okay, let's do it like a quiz show. Let's go 10 to 1. We'll start at 10 and lead up to 1. And by the way, in the top three stolen vehicles are two you know really well. So the 2021 Jeep Wrangler was the most stolen, was number 10. Um, number nine, 06 ish, uh, Chevy GMC Silverado Sierras, 1500 series. So the General Motors half done. Uh, number eight, the 2020 Range Rovers. See, that's pretty luxurious. The 2021 Jeep Grand Cherokee was number seven for thefts. Number six, Honda Civics. Number five, Toyota Highlanders. Uh, Number four, 2020 Lexus RX series. So anything in the RX series is all lumped in at number five. Uh, Sorry, that was, that was number four. Toyota Highlanders, number five. Top three, Ford F-150. Number two, Dodge Ram 1500. And number one, the Honda CRV. I wouldn't have had the Honda CRV. The, the trucks don't surprise me. So, in terms of the three most popular pickup trucks, Dodge Ram at number two, Ford F one hundred and fifty at number three, and uh, the General Motors uh, GMC Silverado Sierra number nine in the ten most stolen vehicles last year in Canada. I don't think those are that surprising. Now, there are some really high end luxury vehicles. But so few of them are stolen because so few of them are driven. You know, and if you are one of those people who might have a supercar, <laughs> you keep it under lock and key and guard because if, you know, you've got a car worth, you know, two fifty, three hundred and fifty thousand, 350,000, these things, particularly in larger cities, have a habit of somebody pulls up with a, you know, an auto wrecker truck, puts it up, you know, on an elevated bed, whisks it away, and it's at the airport within an hour. So um, that kind of thing is rare but stolen, but again, there's so few of them. Honda CRV, Dodge Ram 1500, Ford F-150, top three. Now, the 10 vehicles 
least likely to be stolen last year? <laughs> we won't go 10 to 1. We'll just go 1. Because <laughs> the Chevy Volt. <laughs> yeah, okay. You're going to make me steal it? You're going to pay me to take it? Okay, sorry. Uh, the Chevy Volt. The Kia Nero 5-door. I don't know what N-I-R-O, Niro, Nero, don't know what that is. Uh, the Cadillac X-T5, uh, number three on the least likely to be stolen. The Buick Envision, number four. Number five is the Mini Cooper Countryman. <laughs> tell you about the Countryman. You've seen them, you know, they're kind of the little, you either really love them or you don't love them at all. Uh, the Volvo XC90, number six. Number seven, the Volkswagen Beetle. Uh, here, okay, number eight. This is interesting. Um, but again, I think there's relatively few of them because you'd think they'd be in high demand if you could rip them off. Uh, the Corvette, Chevy Corvette, number eight. And number nine is the uh, Hyundai Ionic, which is their electric product, and the Mazda 2, number 10. So Chevy Volt, the vehicle least likely to be stolen in Canada. I like their their thing here. Uh, You may want to check the list of the least likely to be stolen and consider buying those. I may consider becoming Charlie Bike Lane Clark's best friend and ride bicycles before I'll be driving a Chevy Volt. Sorry. Um, But. (laughs) Okay, so. I'm curious on your experience with car thefts around this province. And again, we have smaller cities, you know, Saskatoon and Regina compared to larger urban metropolitan centers, less organized crime, I would think. And plus (laughs) containers, you put your car in a container and then it's going to take a while to get it off to port or off to where it's going to be shipped. So here, I'm not sure organized crime plays the role that it would play in Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver, the country's three largest cities, all of which are accessible in pretty short order to foreign export. So I would venture, and I can say this with some certainty, when you talk to law enforcement and insurance industry people here, how and why do vehicles get stolen? You left the keys in the vehicle or the vehicle. I mean, here's the other one. A house break in, they will grab the keys when they break into the house, then go into the garage or you get the truck parked. Then they rip off your vehicle. That, of course, is related to the underlying theft in your home. But have you had an experience with a car theft? And I'll venture this. Is there a truly unexplained theft? In this part of the country where a vehicle's there, no keys in it, and it's completely lifted because somebody used technology uh, to be able to uh, crack the locks, uh, use some kind of technology on the ignition system. You don't hear about that here. When I told you the story, buddy of mine who's involved in the car area, great big... um, It's a truck, dually, big expensive truck, disappears from the airport. And they're doing the claim on this truck. 
And the guy says, they, they said, okay, you left the keys in it. No, no, go through, you know, and he's got the door code on it because that's how they get in. They go through and they're thinking, this is amazing. This could be actually a vehicle. Somehow somebody lifted up, stole it and took it away. The guy that works in Fort McMurray commutes and then it comes out. <laughs> he leaves a fob underneath one of the seats that allows him to start it when he gets into it. And then, of course, all that happened was somebody broke in, figured out he had a key fob in the vehicle and was able to drive it away. So it's pretty rare here when there isn't some degree, and I don't mean this disrespectfully to you. I don't think you intended to assist the car thief, but there was some assistance. You know, did it strike you as odd recently? You heard the story the RCMP had out about a car chase where they're chasing Buddy across a good chunk of Saskatchewan, every city he gets into, he and his accomplice steal another vehicle. And I thought, in my whole life, I wouldn't know how to steal a vehicle. Well, there are enough keys in enough vehicles, especially in rural Saskatchewan, you can make yourself on a crime wave if you're on the lam by simply stealing vehicles. So the most stolen vehicle in Canada, the Honda CRV. The 22 Dodge Ram 1500, the 20 F-150 by Ford. 877-332-8255. How did it feel when they ripped off your vehicle? Were you able to get it back in any kind of condition? This is 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. You know, life is full of experiences. Sometimes uh, they just drop right on you. You wish they hadn't happened. Other times you kind of hope to have that experience, but there's two experiences. <laughs> okay, what's the most common Saskatchewan experience that is unexpected behind the wheel? You hit a deer. Um, happened to you? Yeah, it did. Okay, it happens to everybody. Me, I scuffed one once. I couldn't find it. Like, it just leapt out. I hit the brakes, went into a four-wheel drift, got out, walked around, couldn't find anything. And there was actually a bit of a scuff, like, not a dent, but kind of the dirt from the deer. That was the closest I got. The other one is having your car stolen, which seems weirdly not near as common as hitting a deer, but never had a car stolen. And I, I don't know what it's like. It must be infuriating. We're talking about the uh, Canadian insurance industry. Most stolen vehicle in Canada, Honda CRV, 2020. Uh, 2022 Dodge Ram, 1500. 2020 Ford F-150. Most common stolen vehicles in 2022. Jay, you've had two vehicles stolen? Yes. That would be frustrating. Tell me a story. Well, so one was our, our daily driver. It was our family vehicle. And uh, I had lent it to my, my sister. She lived in Regina. And it was stolen from the front of her place. It did get returned uh, eventually, but it was the steering column had been torn out of it and whatnot. It was, I guess, arguably drivable. But, you know, when you get a car back that has been stolen, you know full well they weren't driving it like an old lady on Sunday afternoon. True. And so you never know what the internals are going to be like and whether it's going to cause you a problem. So, you know, you do what you have to do to get rid of it after that because you just can't trust it. Yeah. And, so, uh, so, so help me out. So the actual theft was in the days when they basically just hotwire the steering column, like rip out the ignition and do it that way? 
Yes. Yeah. So I think it was a 1980 Buick or something like that. It was quite a few years ago that it was stolen. But, uh, yeah, they just tore the steering column out. That was pre-key fobs and things like that. But, you know, the sense of being violated is no different. Yeah, I bet. Now, could you, even if someone explained it to you, could you technically do that? Like, I couldn't. Of course, they learn it back in the day. That was sort of part of your instruction program at Juvie, right? <laughs> One kid well, would teach another kid. I mean, like, that's not a common skill set. No, well, no it's, it's, it's absolutely specifically trained. Cause, so I worked as an automotive technician for many years in my, oh, okay. in my life, and, and I couldn't steal a car if I wanted to. You know, I, and I laughed my head off when I watched television and they steal cars, reach under the dash, grab two wires, <laughs> yeah. uh, twist them together, and away they go. That is complete and total fabrication. Uh, that doesn't account for the steering wheel lock. That doesn't account for anything. You know, it's just foolishness. Yeah. But it gives people the sense that it's so easy to steal a car. But as a matter of fact, it's not. You need a lot of knowledge, a lot of training, a lot of technology, and the right tools. Good point. Okay, so the it's second one, was it more recent? Well, so the other one was a, I, I purchased a vintage Chev. I'll tell you what it was. It's 65 Chev Impala SS. Ooh. Uh, bought it from the original owner. It was a survivor. I was in the process of uh, restoring it. Uh, it would have been worth a lot of money. Anyway, uh, it was stolen overnight one night, and I got a call from the police. This also happened in Regina. I got a call from the police, and uh, they had traced the car back to me. And I happened to know the police officer who had phoned me, and, and he said, hey, is your Chevy home? And I said, well, I think so. Anyway, I went out, and long story short, he said, well, I think we've got it down here. It was involved in a double fatality last night. No. And, and that is an entirely different, sickening feeling, let me tell you, to know that your car has killed two people. And, and then the, the insult comes to injury when I, when I get a notice that I'm being sued by the, uh, by the family of the people that were killed. Because I was the only location of insurance, right? <laughs> the people that stole it had no insurance. So I had insurance for the car, so they were trying to they were trying to uh, exploit the situation by suing me. Fortunately, SGI took over, and I never heard from it again. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm still I'm still stinging about the Impala. <laughs> oh, and how did was that the same thing? Steering column well, broken out. So old Chevy. The steering, the steering call, or the steering uh, switch, the ignition switch would uh, yes. wear out fairly quickly, and you could use a clothespin after a while. It's amazing, Jay. Thank you for the story. Gosh, twice it happened to him. Yeah, I couldn't imagine that feeling. This is six fifty CKOM and nine eighty CJME.